right? Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Well, welcome back, Jason. Welcome back, me. We haven't done this in, like, a month or a month and a half, a month and a week or something. Um, welcome to our silly podcast back from the hiatus. My name is Mojo Neal because my name is Joe, and I've got Mojo. My name is not Mo, it's Joe. This is my brother from another mother but the same grandmother. Mo Jason Mark. Yo. His name isn't best Jason. It's Mo Jason. We want Mo Jason because he's back. We're back. This is just because it's. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You still got it. You still got it. You still got it. Hey, let's get something out of the way real quick, okay? Because you got a lot to talk about, and I want you to have free reign. Uh, but let's talk about something that's important to podcasters. So we're podcasters. Um, yes. You probably heard the news that the the person who um, makes the number one most listened to podcast in the world is an asshole. You heard this news? I did. Yeah. I, I heard wind. Yeah. Um, I saw the clip that they're referencing. Let's go ahead and not name the person. Let's not, not do that. That way, if a person is listening to this podcast going, who is it? They won't be tainted. Also, I don't like it when we drop names as if we're somehow associated with those folks, like we're of their caliber. This person is an asshole, but they do make a good podcast otherwise. But they're an asshole, and they're disgusting, and they need to to stop or apologize. And not just apologize, but make huge amends. But we're not going to say who it is. I saw the clip that they're talked about. It was revolting. I wanted to vomit. And... Speaking of vomit, how many times have you been puked on, Segway? Uh, puked on. Okay, so I was kind of hoping. Look, we talk about bodily functions on this podcast a Funct- lot. Functions, yeah. The bodily way your functions. spleen bodily works. waste. Yeah. Bodily events. I like I like the word function. Like if someone said, hey, what, what are you doing right now? Oh, I am performing a bodily function. Where? In the bathroom. Where all the best functions happen. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. Go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> now I am a dad. So that that's the reason why. Where's my applause button? Been... Oh, man. <laughs> it's okay. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't expecting the applause button, but God damn it, sure. Yeah. And happy f- Father's Day. I'm going to find it while you're talking. And uh, then uh, there's going to be some clicking, and then you will get it. So just keep on. Keep on ch- cool. chitter chatting. Well, well, I want to say because just a couple days ago was ha- was Father's Day, so Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, to and you that too. was yeah. This is my first Father's Day, and the reason why we haven't been recording is because of that because you know I was in the hospital with my wife, and then we get out of the hospital, and we really had to focus. I'm lucky. Taco Bell has given me a couple of months off, so I can come home and focus on getting into a routine with the new kid, the new Christ. Good job. The, yeah, the newest, the newest. Uh, in the Christ family. Now, mm-hmm. what is his name, or have you named him yet? Because if you didn't, that's fine. His name is Oliver Titsoff Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's now, sweet. 
on the the last award show or the the year end show, we had an Oliver Titsoff Award, and uh, that was just a foreshadowing. Yeah, and it, and it really, it refers to the 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 award refers to a moment over the year in the show, like we had the the best of just laugh out loud moments where everybody on the show was laughing. So we call it you know laughing your tits off. Yeah, Oliver Titsoff Award. Yeah. Well, the name of my son refers to. Um, refers to something but i'm not going to go into it but uh okay he, he's he's a hungry child hungry and uh yes he's hungry and that's mostly what we spend our time doing uh, now i wake up for every feeding sometimes i'm the one doing the feeding because we do we do both both breastfeeding and bottle feeding yeah and we uh because we need supplement because because oliver is a very very large child yeah, he's he, very hungry. And he, he showed up big. Lot. <laughs> when he arrived, he was not small. He didn't just sort of leak out of the uh, of the mom part. He he was a. Um, I'm. I don't want to like. I don't want to start anything too graphic. But you remember that scene in that one superhero movie where that dude with the great big bullet head just keeps running through walls. He's somebody's chasing. He's chasing somebody, and they're like going through doors. He's like fuck doors. He just keeps bursting the through walls. Juggernaut. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how um, Oliver showed up. Well, Oliver is kind of juggernautish. He's a very big baby. Now I was a yeah. big baby too. Yeah. Now, and you would think when you see such a big baby, when I first laid eyes on my son, yeah. I was like, "This really big baby. Does that mean he's going to be like?" Does he have giantism? Like, are, are we, is, is my am I going to be looking up at my son? You know, twenty years from now, giantism. I know that's the word that's, for it. That's just, a real term. It, right? Yeah, but it just sounds so. It, it sounds like somebody kind of like that term elephantitis. A little bit. I feel it's like a word that somebody made up to cast aspersions on an individual. But that's the best they could do. They're like, okay, screw you for being taller than me. You got giantism, and the giant's going like, okay. I imagine that words like giantism and elephantitis were just. I don't think it was it was meant to be pejorative. I just think it was just Lazy. it was some doctor or some scientist that was fucking just not creative at all. <laughs> just didn't know what to do. Well, this guy. He's malformed. Well, he kind of looks. Well, I mean, look at his leg. It's kind of like an elephant. Like it's uh, elephantitis. Elephantitis. <laughs> yeah. You can. This and, gentleman seems to be large, like yeah. uh, a giantism. It's giantism. Yeah. It's a condition. Yeah. That's, anyway, I was wondering if if Oliver was going to have giantism. Well, that's, that's not the case. It's like, Turns out you my don't mom have tells it. Me, I was an enormous baby. I was an enormous baby. I didn't become an enormous adult until way later on. Like I, I you, everybody that listens to the show, well, the listener of this show knows that I did look like Dom DeLuise. I, I was pretty big. The yeah. waistband was was egregious, and you, with you the had, bald head and everything, with you the had, fire tuck haircut, I was very Dom DeLuise. But you had Dom DeLuise. That, that wasn't foreshadowed by my my giantism as a baby. You had DeLuiseism. 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 You had Dom DeLuiseism. But that that's something that you that's not well. I guess it's genetic, but you have to you have to trigger it. It's it, it kind of 
yeah. your lifestyle has to kind of uh, develop that condition. Anyway, I wasn't necessarily a big dude. I was just a big baby. Yeah. And that's what the doctor told us. Like, no, he's just a huge baby. He could be a totally normal sized child. I said, could? He's like, yeah. Could. If he doesn't have giantism. We'll see. He might have but normalism. Anyway, he's, very, he's very hungry. So that's that's where the sleep deprivation comes from. Yeah. We wake up all the time. Whether I'm a part of the feeding or not, I wake up with Laura Pauline in solidarity. Wow. So we share uh, the the fatigue, which may, if... may not seem like a good strategic thing, but yeah. uh, for our relationship, I think it's, uh, it's a brilliant yeah. move. Yeah. I'm going to, just because it's more interesting to be controversial, I'm going to call you stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you're 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 a sweet guy. Everybody knows that. You're super supportive. You're extremely loyal. Um, it does not surprise me in the least that you get up for every single feeding, whether you're participating or not. And that's, that's wonderful. And that shit's got to stop because right now you're running off of <laughs> momentum, brother. You're going to hit three months and it's going to be like, yeah, you're, you're going to. Don't do it anymore. Of course, I, I'm not one we've to got, talk. We've got to take turns is what you're saying. Yeah. So so each of us can actually get enough sleep so we yeah. can pull this off. Like I get it. Yeah. And it's, I, I understand that. But for now, I feel like it's a really good show of support. And I've got yeah. a lot of energy somehow. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit sleep deprived. But no, you're you know, a lot I don't of have to sleep go deprived. to Taco Bell. I'm still – every once in a while, I'm still – I'm I'm still a, you know I'm a proprietor of of my own taco stand too yeah. on the side. Yep. Well, I still do that from time to time, but that's yeah. you know that doesn't take a whole lot of time. Sure. And I, so I'm off work from Taco Bell. It's all about the kid, and it's all about my wife, and I get yeah. to stay home and do this. So I'm just you're I'm rolling just in up it. all the time with Laura Pauline, and we're doing this together. Damn it. So, um, when you do you then go back to sleep, you're like. All right, kid, you're done. And then you guys both go back to sleep, or you're like, "Well, we're up. We might as well play Parcheesi or whatever." No, I gotta say, we're we just hit the sack. Like as soon as as soon as the kid, we feel like the kid is ready to to go down, and we we will both just get in bed and we're asleep in no time flat. Okay. Now that is if the kid isn't still wiggling and grunting and maybe starting to cry again. Like yeah. then, then one or sometimes we take turns in that situation okay. to right. see who's going to like kind of continue and get the kid to go right. down, you know? Yeah. But the feedings and sometimes like if one or the other of us is, is completely fatigued, like Laura has let me just sleep through a feeding before. And I've just, Laura's been like, Oh, okay, do this. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do the bottle. Just keep sleeping. So we're just trying to, I don't know, I think we're just establishing yeah. <laughs> good teamwork, maybe. But I know sure. it's going to evolve. And I know yeah. someone like yourself who's been through this before, I think you no, can. No, 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 uh, no, I have not. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I had way more other people doing stuff for his first, shoot, five, six months. I, I didn't have to do, sh- I have to do anything. I fed him. I changed him. I played with him bathed him everything but i slept too and um here's the thing here's what you got to think about here's the the here's the uncomfortable silence no (laughs) here's sorry i I spaced out right when you did yeah but continue you you got to think about the future right and 
in as much as I claim I got plenty of sleep when my kid was young and I shouldn't have because I should have been participating, it did not benefit me in any wise because I'm still stupid. I didn't take advantage of it. And right now you're not sleeping, but you're you're doing great. You're doing wonderful. You're doing super duper. So just do whatever. I mean, I want to tell you how miserable you're going to be because that's more fun, but sure. you're not going to be. You'll be all right. You're still... Look, you 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 had this kid, and I I think personally you did it just so people will believe you fuck, because that's really all a kid is for, right? It's just so you can. Sure. Well, there was a comedian. I'm I'm stealing it from this other comedian who who said, "Hey everyone, look at my fuck. I fuck." <laughs> that's pretty good. And and now that you've done that, you know you realize, oh man, I I. I gotta, I gotta take care of it. I gotta. Oh God, I'm being really. I don't know. That's what it's all about. Tell me some stories. Look, we got 45 minutes left on the first podcast in a month, and I'm already taking us bad. So, tell me some stories. Tell me, tell me what his first word was. Tell me if he's asked for the car keys yet. How many times have you been pooped on, peed on, vomited on, and how many of them happen from your wife? How many of them happen from the baby? How many happen from yourself? I did um, expect to get my face peed on. Yeah, and for there to be a whole lot of poop and and it's it's everything that it's cracked up to be. Yeah, and I thought it would be kind of amusing, and and it is. Yeah, and it's it's almost like a little bit of a game because I if I if I stop paying attention while I'm changing a diaper. If, I, if I'm not really kind of hyper vigilant about not getting pissed on or mm-hmm. like pointing the little wiener in the right direction so it doesn't make an enormous mess, it, it's it's pretty funny. He's got me in the face. He's peed all over his own face. Yeah. You know, he's just like old faithful, just just straight up in the air, you uh-huh. know, where it kind of like cascades over itself. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny. The pe- the peeing, the projectile peeing is a pretty funny thing. Now, sometimes if I'm sleep deprived enough and I I want things to move quickly, that's that's not a good thing. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, most of the time it's amusing. And, and then let's say I'm not amused by it. The next day I think back on it about how frustrating it was. And then I laugh at myself. And then in you're retrospect. amused. Yeah. I wish it was like that. Like, I wish I could pee on someone and they were like, hey, stop it. And the next day they'll... They'll be like, that was kind of funny. But it never happens like that. It never does. Never have I ever peed on someone. And then the next day they called me up and said, dude, good one. That's never happened to me. It's not fair. <laughs> Babies get all of the, you, you've you've been pooped on, right? You caught his poop in your hand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. like a little Play-Doh uh, spaghetti factory. Sure. And you just giggled poop. your way through it. You're like, okay, poop, whatever. Right. Well, I find that my wife and I are now we're celebratory. Like we will watch the poop come out of his wow. butthole, and we will be giddy and applauding and like, "All right, good job, man!" Because uh, he he's gone a couple days without pooping, which yeah. isn't completely abnormal. But at that point, you really start rooting for him, rooting for and, the uh, for the shooting. <laughs> yeah, rooting for the shooting. That's right. And Oliver, who is a ravenous baby, he yeah. he. Uh, you know, we got a. He's always working on some sort of gas issue, and a lot of times yeah. when he's crying, it's because he's trying to, you know, work things out 
and uh, and I've never been so excited about another person's fart. Now I get pretty excited about my own farts sometimes. Yeah, they can be exciting. Um, I you know they're funny. Have but you this ever, is different. This ha- is a, like I'm I'm happy for the kid. To me, it's like a you know oh man that must be a real relief. He's been working on this yeah. for a while, and it kind of translates to maybe some more quality sleep for us. And, yep. Uh, Oh, that type of thing. Have so ever, I'll, I'll walk into a room, smell a bunch of baby farts. There's, yeah. You can really tell the difference now. I, I can't tell the difference between my fart, my dog's fart, even my wife's farts. Like all human and dog farts, except for babies. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also, let me rephrase that. I can pick a baby fart out of any other fart, but all other farts just seem the same. So if, and when I, when I smell a baby fart, it makes me happy inside. Because yeah. I, I, it's just, it's got to be good. Like the kid's been working on it. It means that he's feeling better. It means he's going to sleep better. It means I'm going to sleep better. Baby farts, everybody. Oh, baby yeah. farts. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll name today's show baby farts. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Are you telling me, though, that like if there was just fart-a-palooza going on, like everybody in the house is just farting away, you you could pick the baby fart out of the mixture? You could see it? like you, you could, Yes. Yeah? Yes, I could. Now, here's the thing. Now, much like Shags, she's explained to us that she does not fart ever. Right. Yeah. And neither does my wife. Now, I, I mentioned maybe 30 seconds ago that my wife might actually fart. That was incorrect. She does right. not fart. Right. But me and my dog, <laughs> I can blame my farts on my dog all day long. One, uh-huh. because they smell a lot alike. Sure. And they sound a lot alike, too. Oh, Okay. Do cats fart? Cats must uh, fart. uh, Yeah, the cats probably fart, but I've never heard it before. I wonder if birds Uh, fart. But I'm telling you, like, if let's say me and my dog both fart the whole room completely full with our butt air, just from fucking door to door. Yeah. That just that would smell the same as if I just farted alone, or if the dog just farted alone. But if the if the baby farts just a little and throws it into the mix, even if if it's the room's filled with dog and Joe fart, yeah, just a little bit of baby fart, and I'm going to be able to tell. And I'm you're going to be happy. sensitive to baby fart. Maybe yeah, for I'm, your... I'm I'm sensitive to the smell of cat shit too. But who isn't? Maybe um, I will for your birthday get you a baby fart candle. Cool. Just Does Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that one of her offerings? Probably. <laughs> Here's a candle. Here's my vagina. This is baby farts. Uh-huh. Did she, what was the deal with her? Did she make a candle that smelled like a vagina or her vagina? Well, I think the joke was she smelled some candle and she was like, that smells like a vagina. And then it somehow like evolved into her jokingly creating oh, okay. a candle with some scent maker, chemist or whatever to, okay. to make a candle that smells like her vagina. Her vagina. I, her because vagina. That's what it's that's what it's advertised. Because as. ostensibly that's one of the very few vaginas she's ever smelled. Right, right. I don't know if that's exactly. I that occurred to me. Yeah. Where it's like, look, if if you think that smells like a vagina, then it probably smells like your vagina. Probably, because 
Yeah, because you're most familiar with with that particular vagina. <laughs> maybe, right? Maybe she's maybe she's super familiar with lots of different. It vaginas could be. It, and that's, I just don't know. Right. But you know what I thought was funny? The Rock decided. I, I can't remember who did this. Maybe it was like uh, Adam Ray or some, some comedian was like, "I think The Rock should do a cologne that smells like his balls." Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and The Rock like chimed in on that, and so did Gwyneth Paltrow. It became this big. <laughs> I didn't see this, but right. apparently it was like a Twitter exchange, and that made me laugh. Was it I amicable? It, I think it was like the the Rock's Rocks or something like that. Okay, yeah. Some, so they had a really clever name for it that, that made me jealous because honestly, I would like to have that job, just making funny names for stuff. That's it. Y- you should. Get a job where you just make names for genital candle smells. Whoever's is it is. Like some genius comes up with like, well, okay, you don't even have to be a genius. You just like, okay, here's a candle that smells like uh it just here's a candle that smells like Orlando Bloom's balls. Right? And he what is he gonna do? Say, no, it doesn't. Is his wife? Is he married to Katy Perry? I know she's his baby mama. Call it like Orlando Bloom and Onion. Yeah, they see how good how good you are at this. I'm just saying that he you can make it smell like That's whatever. A real musty sack. <laughs> <laughs> the Bloom and Onion. Is he Australian? Because that would be even better. I think he is. <laughs> I'm real confused about who is Australian and who isn't. Me Once too. you threw that out, like I couldn't believe that I didn't know that the Bee Gees were Australian. Because <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? You I sprung do. that on me. Like I, I never figured that out. What the fuck? Yeah. Because I, I have a special fascination with Australians. Hey, That's speaking why I've been of listening to the chats all the time. Did speak- you listen to the chats yet? What's the chats? The chats is this new. They're super young dudes, but they're like these. Seriously, I guess the Australian version of like beach white trash punk. Okay. And I just, I don't know why I can't get enough of it. This kid's got like red, like just a fantastic white trash 80s red mullet. And they're just playing almost like surfer punk. He, they have this song called Smoko. Do you know what Smoko is? Uh-uh. Well, I couldn't figure it out for a while, but the song is like, I'm on Smoko! Oh, by the way, the, the chats actually sing in a thick Australian accent. Well, sure. You don't usually get that. Like, you know, the Bee Gees don't sing in an Australian accent, no. necessarily. And if you're like, uh, who did Down Under? Men at Work? Yeah. They don't really... They didn't sing in an Australian accent. No. Anyway, these guys... They don't fuck around, but they have this song that gets stuck in my head where it's like, I'm on Smokow. Yeah. So leave me alone. I'm on Smokow. So leave me alone. Right? Yeah. Smoko is Australian for like smoke break. Uh, okay. I, d- I didn't know that. Just some terminology there. You know what I don't, didn't know? I yeah. learned, I'm 48. I only learned now, well after my son was a baby, I, I didn't know what colicky was. I heard people say colicky baby, mm-hmm. and then I heard people say, well, he's a colicky baby because he has colic, or he has the colic. And I thought colic was like some kind of disease or malfunction that was perpetrated by a virus or a bacteria or some genetic condition. 
you know, and I was like, oh, colic, he's got the colic, it's too bad. Found out colic just means whines and fusses. Doesn't mean that there's any reason very, for very it. Very, very fussy baby. Yeah. That's all it means. And I'm like, fuck you people. You, He's a baby. That's that- <laughs> You're going to laugh because my interpretation, my misinterpretation of colic, colic, see, there it is. When I was a kid, whenever anybody said that about a baby, I thought they were saying cowlick, and I and I have this image, and I still have an image. When people say colicky baby, yeah. I get an image of a baby with like fucked up hair because yeah. they have a cowlick. It's and, a colicky baby. I don't know. That never left my brain. I can't like scrub it out of my neurology. Well, there. your version is better than these people who like this baby fusses all the time, and it's you know. So we're gonna give that a name. You know what? How about? How about shitty parenty? Shitty parenty. How about how about that? Find out why your kids fussy. Hey, this <laughs> this baby. You have a very shitty parenty baby. <laughs> yeah, you're. You know what your baby's I hope got? People don't say this about this. Something's you're, wrong with this baby. Does this baby have shitty parenty? I think it's a pretty shitty parenty baby. Your baby has shitty parenty. Shitty parentism. He's got shitty parentism. <laughs> Poor thing. He was born with it, probably. And I know there's probably people out there. No, there isn't, because no one listens to this podcast. But if they did, there, there'd be people like, no, no, you don't understand. It really is a thing. Uh, it's been studied. And, and I'm like, bullshit, it has not been studied. Like, no, really, it's been studied. It's been written about. And I was like, fuck you, no. You're, ba- you're just, you're just, you're shitty parents because your baby fusses. And if that's not true, then how come it goes away? Can you be colicky when you're 15? I think all 15-year-olds are probably colicky. Right? Do you do you really think so? Or are you just trying to be funny that colicky babies are is that's just a direct result of of parents that can't fucking figure it out or they're lazy or neglectful? That's well, okay. just the explanation. I don't think. Here's the thing. Most of my ire about this stems from my not knowing <laughs> what the word meant for 48 years, and so I'm just you know I'm okay. reacting to that. <laughs> but and and no, I don't think that uh, when a child fusses, it's necessarily because the parents are being neglectful what i'm getting at is that rather than rather than address whatever it is in the moment and that might be nothing more than just pick up the baby and be miserable with it it's gonna cry so you hold him for that hour or that 12 hours whatever my issue is that instead of doing that people like well let's just give it a name because if we give this a name then it's not our fault anymore and there's nothing we can do Mm. about it you know it's like gotcha. it's like, hey, that guy's blind, and therefore I don't have to, um, I don't have to look at him when I talk to him. So, well, one, he's not blind, and you do have to look at him when you talk to him. Don't be an asshole. That was a terrible example, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, you know, Oliver's not a colicky baby, but he he does get fussy from time to time. It it doesn't seem like a chronic or unmanageable thing. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, we call we call the feedings, well, certain feedings, we call the boobening. The boobening, yeah, I like that. Yeah, the boobening. The boobening. Yeah, and and sometimes because you know Laura will get ready and then it, I will change the diaper and get the baby ready and then bring it over, bring the baby over to her, right? Yeah. And sometimes I I'm starting to sing little songs while I do that. Yeah. You know, like uh, taking him to the teat. <laughs> <laughs> taking him to the tea. That's a good one. I like that. The tea. Taking him, taking him. Or I'll be like, put him on the tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's I'm, good. I'm open for more suggestions there. I try to get. Uh, you you need I like a... to sing to the kid. You know that this is cool because I've noticed I can put the baby to sleep singing my stupid songs. Nice, yeah. Obscene or not, right? And I I don't know how obscene I'm going to get with this kid once he becomes fully verbal, like cognizant of what I'm saying. I might pull back on the obscenity, but right now Laura and I are just. It's F words. Yeah. And I'm singing terrible songs. I'm obscenitizing songs just off the cuff to put him to sleep. It yeah. works. It works. Because those work. Can you give us an example? Like, are you taking like um, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and turning it into something like, you know, Suck Me, Suck Me, Little Whore, something like that? I mean, what's the. I haven't obscenitized like actual children's songs like lullabies or anything okay. yet. Okay. But it gets really bad. I actually wrote one down because it was just so bad. I, yeah. It didn't make me laugh. I was just like, God, that's fucking disgusting, man. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I had heard some. Have you ever heard like, um, what is it? Blood on the Plow or something like that? Uh, uh, no. Uh, it's, a, it's a song about farmers. Uh, John Cougar Mellon Camp. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I. I don't know where I heard a John Kruger Mellencamp song. It was probably like at fucking Walmart while I was getting formula or something. <laughs> um, but I couldn't get that song out of my head. And then, of course, if I really don't like a song, which, by the way, I don't like this song. It's like uh, something on the something, blood on the plow. And okay. it's it's like a song about, you know, farmers being mistreated. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Please give me a hand here. Uh, I'm just the, fascinated by the idea that John Cougar Mellencamp, who is a musician with skills, his yes. greatest skill has to be that he somehow got fuckers to listen to songs about farmers. I mean, dude made money, right? And he's like, I'm going to take my talents and I'm going to use them to sing about farmers. I think farmers are normal people. They should be lionized, but let's face it, they're no Kardashians when it comes to entertainment. John Cougar Melkham was like, no, fuck it. If I put blood on the plow, assholes be listening to this farmer shit. Yeah, and it's all tied to like farm aid. And, you know, uh, here it is. It's it's rain on the scarecrow. Okay. Rain on the scarecrow, blood on the plow. I couldn't get that out of my head. Yeah. So what'd you and do? I started singing. I just terrible thing. I, I wrote it down because... <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad and i was like cooking eggs and like staring my my son was in a bassinet like yeah. near me while i was cooking eggs and i was trying to sing to him so he would stop being fussy and i said blood on the asshole come on the sow <laughs> isn't that a tool song <laughs> dude come on the sow Jesus Christ. Yeah, they had a, a song called Prison Sex, and it's about uh, sibling abuse, like a, a an older sibling abusing a younger sibling. And that was on an album that had, if you open up the CD case and take the back of the insert and look at it, it's a it's a inverted picture of a cow licking its own asshole. Now, not, oh my God! I not, okay, so I didn't make this connection. I knew that prison sex was about sexual abuse. Yeah, and I believe that is the song where he says famously, "Yeah, shit, blood, and come on my hands." Yeah. So I see where the, I've been influenced by 
tool here yeah. when I'm obscenitizing my John Cougar Mellencamp for my <laughs> infant child while I'm scrambling eggs. But come on the sow. Like, I threw myself off with that one. Like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> now I'm coming on a pig. Like, <laughs> there's blood on an asshole. Like, it's, it's one thing. I don't know. I, just, I felt like I took it too far. I had to write it down, and here it is. I've purged it. It's on the podcast now. I don't have okay. to think about it anymore. Cool, cool. But you're going to keep doing the sanitized stuff with your kid until you think he, until you think he understands, and that will be too late because he understands way earlier than, than. Yeah, we're yeah. we're just gonna go for it. My yeah. my dad was saying like I predict that Oliver's first word will be fuck. It could be, and it could be could we'll be the um, our policy. We we've been dealing lately. Akash is. Um, uh, the, uh, shoot, uh, what is it? The, uh, so if you, if you kosh, oh God, I can't remember how to do it. There's a, uh, a linguistic, uh, theory that's called, um, koshing the narrative. God, I'm getting this wrong. Anyway, when, um, my kid hears something, he koshes the narrative and then that's how they internalize the uh, I'm not saying this right. I can't understand. I can't get it. I can't do it. No, but but I think I'm following you. It's like cat. It's like of this. It's before. like caching, but it's not works. caching. Like c a c h e e cache. Like you put things into a mm -hmm. cache. It's you make a a kosh. It, it has something to do with you. Like a kosh is you beat people over the head. Much of the way I'm beating this subject over the head so that no one can <laughs> fucking recognize it. Anyway, when my boy kashing the narrative. Yeah. Would you, you you put into a place such that when you want to do the opposite now oh, I can't remember never mind point is is that he drops f-bombs in such an innocent sweet way that we don't tell him don't say that we say hey when you say that people think you're a dick so don't be a fucking dick and he goes got it and then it's fine because that's okay, what we want. Cool. We don't want we don't want him to be censored. We want him to choose his words carefully. When he says "fuck you, Dad," I want him to say it because he's trying to relate something to me, not just because he's using words that he thinks is going to make me mad. You understand? I'm getting at right. Yeah, right. Well, like, we'll see how Oliver turns out. We, yeah. You know, Laura and I are we just curse like sailors. And I, I don't know exactly how that's going to affect our child, but he'll um, curse too. That's wish fine. us luck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's my my boy, and hopefully yours will use the words because they play with language, and it'll be in situations where it doesn't merit it. Like I, I say, when I'm very frustrated, one of the things I say is "God fucking damn it." That's just it's just what happens. What's what comes out of my mouth? God fucking damn it. And so yeah. now he will say that sometimes, but he doesn't say it when he's frustrated. He'll say it when something goes well. Like, you know, uh, he's playing with his cars <laughs> and one car hit another car, but they both stayed on their wheels. You know, go, God fucking damn it. And I'll say, what's wrong? I go, look, they it worked. God fucking damn it. Isn't that great? I'm like, don't be a fucking asshole, kid. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. By the way, is that an example of coshing the narrative? That's a Yes, sorry. that's that's okay. what it is. It's 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 coming out wrong, but it's used in a right way. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I'm really interested. All right. All right. Thank you for your support. Um, Let me see here. I've got. Uh, 
There's a few notes I've got here, you know, over the time. I wanted to tell you this story of the crop duster nurse. All right, I'm already intrigued. This is a like our farm episode. You got blood on plows. <laughs> yeah. You got come on sows, and now you got well, the, nurse crop yeah. duster. Yeah, it's all it's kind of farm related, I guess. Um, well, and I think that there should be a show called Crop Duster RN. <laughs> and uh, well, there I'll is. explain that to you in a minute. But here's the thing: when we're in the hospital, you know, we you get all this coaching from the nurses that that are on the shifts. You know, they. They're switching out shifts and they're kind of coaching you along and helping you to learn how to take care of your baby, right? Yeah. And this one nurse, right before she left, every time, like we we would notice right when she was leaving, we would smell a heinous fart. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, my wife and I can be very honest with each other. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pretend that I didn't fart to my wife. In fact, I'll look around the corner and make eye contact with her as I fart. I want her to know yeah. sometimes. And if I'm blaming the fart on the dog, I just think that's funny. Like I'm not right. I'm not really ever trying to hide my farts. It's right. all just an amusing game. So the fact is my wife would have told me if it was her and I would have told her if it, if it was me. So the only one left is this nurse and she kept doing it where she would <laughs> she come in Teach us how to like swaddle a baby, you know, yeah. talk about breastfeeding a little bit, and then crop dust us on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, maybe that's where um, uh, Oliver got it. Maybe because you're saying he's a, he's a fart up holic, and so maybe, you know, nurse crop duster, she, yeah. he, he, he figured, well, you know what? This is, this is how people communicate. Maybe that coshing the farts of crop duster RN. Maybe she, um, maybe it's like a secret. Did we on this? We probably on this show talked about that movie Arrival, right? Yeah, Amy Adams. Yeah, I think we probably did. Amy yeah, Adams plays really a, a lady who goes into an alien spaceship, and they they talk in coffee stains on the wall, and then she teaches them yes. English, and it's like when you learn their language. Uh, they did a pretty good job of suggesting that, you know, language is, uh, communication is not just a codification of, of, of shared uh, words, but language can be a never changing uh, emotional, connective, impressionistic. I'm again with the linguist. I'm fucking, but anyway, point is, is that you're really close to, I mean, that, that was good, man. You were almost there. there. I'm saying that maybe when babies are first born, they're like, well, they can't talk, but they can smell. And so they're like, I'm going to communicate this way. And it's like, Ernt. and the nurse is like, Ernt. and they're just, te- they're just having a conversation, you know, they're just, and now what your kid is doing, he's like, he's just, he's, he's just going for, it. he's giving you a Ted talk every five minutes. He's just farting up, telling you things he knows. I do feel like he's he's getting a little melodic with it, and he will he will look me right in the eye. This the kid is clearly my son. He he, uh, he looks me right in the eye. He smiles and he and he farts out a little tune sometimes. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, that's nice. I think he's he's very expressive. He's very humorous, and yeah, I think he did learn something from Crop Duster RN. Yeah. Now the TV show of Crop Duster RN would kind of be like House. Okay. You know, and and Crop Duster RN, 
she's actually a doctor. She was a doctor like in another country and there was some sort of scandal where she could no longer be a doctor and she had to get her nursing license um, because this is still her passion. Okay. She was, I don't know, something went, her backstory has to be kind of complex where it was, she was unfairly treated. And so she's a nurse, actually she's a brilliant doctor. So she's always coming in and solving these complex cases. Uh Uh-huh. So that's what the show is, except every single time she seem in all of these scenes, she seems to abruptly leave the room and you don't hear a fart. You just see everybody before the before the scene cuts to the next part of the story. Yeah. You just see everybody's like face kind of contort a little bit and everybody looks at each other and that's it. So yeah. the fact that she's farting all over everybody is never explicitly drawn out. It, but, right. but if you pay close attention you can put it together that Crop Duster RN is farting on everybody all the time. But she kind of gets away with it because she's constantly just saving lives. It's just right. brilliant. Because what she does is she communicates to the uh, viruses via farts. She's like, you better get the fuck out of here. I thought when you said Crop Duster RN, in addition to the fact that crop dusting is a euphemism for farting, farting on the go, farting and leaving, right, specifically. Yes. I thought you were yes. going to say that somehow there's actual crop dusting in the show. Like like with airplanes and stuff, and I I thought it's something you could put in the show. You could go into her backstory if you want. I mean, if you okay. want, I tell you what's going on. So you remember Doc Hollywood, right? Uh, Michael J. Fox is driving down the road, and he he does something. I remember he, him careening off of a bridge or something. Yeah, and and okay. his sentence is, you know, you have to stay here in this this little rinky dink town and be their doctor for a while, right? Um, maybe. Uh, crop duster RN it's the same kind of thing she's in this little rinky dick town for some reason and she gets really really drunk one night and she decides that she's going to go fly the crop dusting airplane and so she gets in the crop dusting airplane and she takes for joy ride right because she's smart she can figure out how to do stuff and then she lands it and the judge is there and he's like yeah so you broke a lot of laws just now being drunk stealing the airplane and everything also no one else can fly this airplane Something's fucked up with it, but you figured it out. So you are now sentenced to be the county crop duster. That's your job. You have to do that for us. That's her no, sentence. Yeah, because no one else can fly this irresponsibly plane. Irresponsibly crop dusting. Yeah. No. No. Her sentence. Yeah. No one. They do it because no one else can make the plane go. But she's smart. She's like, you know, you twist this dial and you move this thing. You do this and you add the gas here, but don't put right. It's there. almost like it's almost like if a hacker gets hired at. At uh, you know Apple, yeah, exactly, yeah, and and so, um, she uh, so she's stuck in this town, and they're all like, uh, she's well, I'm a doctor, I don't have to crop dust twenty four seven, so let me let me go work on patients. But the town doctor, he's a he's also the judge. There we go. It's a very small town, and he's like, nope, we already got a town doctor. You could be my nurse though, and she's like, seriously, like I I can. I can save lives around you. You know, you, you when you say like I can think circles around you. She's saving lives around him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I save lives around you. Now look, yeah, that that's great because if we have an actual crop dusting backstory too for uh-huh. crop duster RN, then that makes the fact that she's farting all over everybody all the time that much more kind of. You know what I mean? If there wasn't yeah. a, an actual crop dusting backstory, then y- 
it would be more obvious that she's farting. Right. I like to. It, it kind of puts it a couple more layers deep that she's farting on everybody. And the reason she's farting is because she's mad, and the judge doctor like keeps getting on her case, but she's like, she'd be like, um, he's got diverticulitis. Fuck you, Doctor Bob. And he's like, I'm also Judge Bob, and if you use that language again, I'm tripling your sentence. And so the only way she can express her disdain is to fart. And like the doc, the doctor judge, he's like, hey, you got to stop farting here. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm I'm not farting. I think you guys have been smelling the cow shit too much because I don't smell a goddamn thing. Well, then you you'd have a spinoff show called like Doctor Sheriff Judge Bob Esquire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a really small town. MD. Yeah. It's three people, and he's he's a doctor, he's a judge, he's a sheriff, he's also a lawyer, and he's the town plumber. And the other That's two right. people are, uh, well, one of them's an alien from a rival, and it's just like trying to talk to him. And he's like, I'm busy. I can't talk to you. I got a lot of jobs. And the other person is, uh, I don't know. And I think he should say things like, I wear a lot of hats. And then on the show, he actually has different hats for each of his yeah. jobs, and he like furiously switches hats when he's, even if he's thinking about one job, and then he starts thinking about like solving another problem from another job, he switches hats. Yeah, he's, al- and, he's always switching hats, and, and he says it out loud. He goes, "Look, I'm a man that wears a lot of hats." Yeah, and there's a problem one time, and he's there trying to figure it out. It's a lawyer problem, and someone says, "You know what? You need to come at this from an angle, different angle." And he's like, "Hey, wait a minute, you're right." And he takes off his lawyer hat, he puts on his plumber hat, and he's like, "Wow, I never thought about this legal thing from a plumber's point of view." And then he solves it, and the alien is like, "Hey, coffee stain on a wall," and he's like, "I know, man, I know." And then now it's time for a love boat. Man, we need to be television writers. We need to this be. Because you can name things, like you said, Orlando's Bobbin Onion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what my biggest dream is right now? Not world peace or anything like that. My biggest dream right now is that Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom hear this podcast and hear us calling his his nutsack stink a Bloomin' Onion, and they're laughing at it. and And then they have, because they're very busy, they have to schedule sex together. And so he knows, he anticipates that they're going to have sex. So he goes to Outback Steakhouse, he buys a Bloomin' Onion, and he sits on it naked for like an hour, just so his his nutsack actually smells like an actual Bloomin' Onion. (laughs) And so then they're about to get busy, and she's like, what the fuck is that? He's like, that's my balls. And she's like, it smells like a Mm -hmm. Bloomin' Onion. And they just giggle, and they just giggle so much they don't have sex. And that's my goal. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know what? I want to, speaking of naming things, if, yeah. if I had a cologne that smelled like my nut sack, yeah. I would name it like, I would name it Nuck My Suts. Nut My Sucks. No, Nuck My Suts. Oh, Nuck My Suts. Yeah. Ooh. If I you just, wrote it, I just like that. It's got a nice ring to it. If you wrote it, you should write it in a in a uh, in a in a font that makes people think of like an indigenous an indigenous peoples because it sounds you know like an indigenous peoples like a language that's never been written and you had to come up with a way of spelling these words that have never been written down because there's no written version of language and and people are like ooh this is 
This is uh, this is exotic. What, what is this? What is this exotic aroma? What is this exotic it's aroma? Nuck my suts. Nuck my what suts. What does it smell like? Wow, oh, kind of smells like Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> this is the best part. Somebody is like, "Hey," they're like walking by, like, "You know what? I smell that on you," and that's appropriation. And you're like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you took an indigenous people's sacred scent and you splash it on your your chest, and that's." And that's appropriation. And then you move in real close and you say, hey, you know what? Take a big whiff. That's actually what my balls smell like. <laughs> and there then you, you get even closer and you say, you appropriated the smell of my balls. <laughs> and they're all like. That reminds me. Yeah, good. So I have had very little time to worry about my own personal hygiene. How are we doing on time here? We got 11 minutes. Boy, we've just been rambling through a bunch of crazy shit. That's the way it works. Haven't done the show in a while, so I feel like I've got a lot of energy and, a, and not a whole lot of organization. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say Thank not a lot of... tolerating this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say not a lot of organs, and I didn't know where you were going to go with that. I <laughs> no, suppose in, 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 in the, in the st- from the standpoint of musical instruments, you probably don't have any organs. Probably. Yes, that's true. I, I wonder if organs. if there was a point when Amy Adams was teaching the coffee stain aliens. I yeah. have no organs. You no know, organs. I wonder if there's a point during the when Amy Adams was teaching the coffee stain aliens about language and they got organs like spleen and organs like church organs mixed up, and she's like, "No, guys, come on. I know you're 40 feet tall and you have tentacles and stuff, but the stuff inside you is not going to go, you know, play block etudes." Okay, Bach never wrote any etudes, but you know what I'm saying. Bach, what did Bach write on an organ? You Cantatas. literally could have fooled me there. Probably. Well, real. maybe he did write etudes, but he was—he wasn't French, so he probably didn't call them etudes. He probably called them "Der Practice Mocking" or something. I don't know. But um, I interrupted you, Joe. Sorry, you were going to say something about organs. Well, we keep talking about the musty stench of one's nutsack. Well, yeah. either either mine or Orlando's blooming onion. Yeah, and. Uh, it just made me think that I've been sh- I've been showering a lot less because yeah. I, I don't have to go to Taco Bell. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it feels good to shower, and it's you know it keeps kind of keeps my routine going a little bit. It's good for me, but like my hygiene has fallen off a little bit, and I'm not getting not taking care of of my beard. Mm-hmm. But some of this is COVID related too, right? Because I yeah. can't, you know, I can't. My barber who we've talked about many times on the show. I think she's finally open for business, so I might oh, be good. able to go. But but every once in a while, Laura Pauline has been cutting my hair, but that hasn't been happening because we're taking care of the kid. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just kind of a little bit grody altogether, and I haven't been manscaping either. Do you oh. manscape? Every once in a while, but nah. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm pretty good at manscaping because I'm gonna be perfectly honest. If I don't manscape, shit gets fucking serious, like Yahoo serious. <laughs> oh wow, nice <laughs> nice reference. It gets poofy. Well, I was poofy. <laughs> just saying with all this talk about you know the stench of a nutsack. I was thinking like I caught myself in the mirror the other day and like like the pubic hair situation was. Like my dick looked like a member of Rat. <laughs> like it had big '80s hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looked like a mem- member of Motley Crue in the early '80s. That's oh, big cool. frizzy hair. So I had to take care of that. I, 
that's that's just one of those things. Yeah, it's it's COVID nineteen, and I've been I haven't really had the I haven't been forced to take care of myself sure. through a normal routine. And it's not like I ever – I don't go to a barber to manscape, you know. No. There's no – I guess there's probably people out there. Can't, couldn't I go to an esthetician or do you have to be a female to do that? Go and get – can I go and get manscaped? Oh, I'm sure. it got to be. Right? You, you have to wear a mask, but <laughs> yeah, go. But I mean, let's say even pre-COVID, or is, is that – can I go and get my pubis waxed? Uh, probably. It seems so weird. I wonder how many men actually do that. I guess there's probably plenty of men that do that. Probably. It just seems so outside of what I would consider. Like, yeah. I, I would never think of doing that. I'd just pull out a pair of clippers and shave my dick fro. Dick fro. You're dirty squirty. Yeah. This is... Uh, my rat nest. Your rat nest. My... This isn't related at all. Because it just made me, I don't know why I thought of it, but that's why I just now said dirty squirty, right? I was referring to your your um, jungle denizen down there. Um, the phrase dirty, dirty squirty, is that like man suds? I, okay, so you know what it actually is? It's my son's bicycle. That's what he calls okay. it for no reason. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't get that well, dirty. Well, God sp- fucking damn it. Exactly. He doesn't get that. You know, when you say dirty squirty, people are going to think about anything except a bicycle. He just liked the way the words sounded because they rhymed. So he calls it his dirty squirty. It doesn't squirt. His bicycle isn't all that dirty. He just liked those words, dirty squirty. And I've been trying to figure out how to use it. And then you were talking about, you know. Well, it sounds like ejaculate. Let's face it. Yeah. Or if, you're, if you're using um, synecdoche, it could be referencing the penis itself, right? Yeah, and and you know you're poking the forest down there, and you're trying to shave. The, you're trying to take off the dome of St. Peter's so you can see your Peter. Um, and now I'm th- I'm th- I'm thinking about your dirty squirty, so I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I'm trying to relate the two. I'm trying to be better about if I think of something random, not just changing the subject radically, but attaching it to what we're talking about. That's, that's good. That, that's yeah. kind of. Look, I would say that's even tradition for us yeah, to do that. It's, it's that's the goal, especially when if we're doing a random show. Yeah. Now we haven't done a theme in a while. I think the last time we did a theme was with maybe with Shags, and we did a health show or something. Probably. And then all of these shows for our listener that's been listening, yeah. all these shows that were recorded pre-COVID, mm-hmm. 2020, and there's one more next yep. week, right? Yeah, we're gonna put. Uh, those were all, I think, random shows. Uh, I think all so. Of them are random. I don't know. I never so listened to them, so I forgot. There hasn't been there hasn't been themes, and, and so yeah, it's been very random for the Just Because's listener lately. Because and today's pretty much random, but you know, it's babies. Yeah, it's babies. It's Kinda. farts. You know, babies farts. Babies well, there was farts. lots of crop duster RN, but you know, yeah. I had a good time That's a that. normal thing. Oftentimes, we just talk about farts. It, it. I feel like I feel at home. I think uh, I, I. I'm thinking like, you know, farts get a bad rep. Like you don't. Okay, you don't stand up no, in they the get middle. A, they get a bad. Brap. <laughs> you uh, don't get. get um. Hey, yeah, I have a button for that. Thank you. Um. <laughs> you don't get up 
like in front of the UN and just say, hey, everyone, I'd like to talk about farts for a while. You don't do that. You don't do TED Talks on farts. But the thing of is, the thing is, is they are, because people think it's easy humor, right? It's like Duke jokes. It's, it's easy. It's too simplistic. And I think, therefore, it's never been discussed with such depth that anybody truly understands. I think we all in this world have such a shallow understanding of fartology that it's it it's not fair people will listen to this show just episode of jbc which is what 176 or something 175 i can't remember um and they'll be like oh there they are talking about farts again they're so juvenile but listen no give it a chance rather than come to the podcast with with your judgmental but think about how we're doing we're doing good work here talking about something that people just don't give enough respect to like you can be 15 and talk about farts but you're not really educated you're just you know laughing whereas we're like getting into the nitty and the gritty we're like we've truly have over the years deeply explored this very shallow comedic yeah. topic yeah and yeah we're trying to be funny but at the same time I truly think that even the Queen of England, if you're like, hey, Queen, every fucker on the planet's dead. You do not, you can do whatever you want. You can stick a turkey leg up your nose if you want to. No one's there to judge you. There's no more sense of propriety. Everyone's dead. It's just you and turkey legs. I bet she would listen to this as a show. She'd be like, you know, I've really never thought about farts. I'm the Queen of England. I'm not allowed to be improper, right? Um, I'm going to stick a turkey leg up my nose and listen to a podcast about farts. And she probably you learned a what? thing or two. It, it occurs to me that maybe that's just how we should market the show. Not that we market the show at all. But it, it for me, sometimes if I saw a, a podcast where that's how it was marketed, like you want, you just want fart jokes, nothing but fart jokes all the time. We're going to talk about farts. We're going to present fart bits. There will be fart ads. There will be fart songs. It's all farts all the time. The fart cast. Yeah. That's what we call fart cast. And I would actually hit play on that. I, I mean, I think that a show I about would, farts every week, and I think our show probably comes closest. I think it to does. being the actual fart cast I, on the internet. Maybe I that's think what we should just change the just name. Just came to from just be cousins to just be farting, just be causing mm -hmm. gas to come out of our butt. I think that if I if there was a show, there was a <laughs> fart cast. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a fart cast, that's definitely a show that I would not bother listening. Like if I heard about it and like, hey, welcome to episode 498 of the fart cast, I would start there. I wouldn't start with episode one because I want to see what they've been reduced <laughs> well, to. Yeah. Yeah. How have they evolved? Where are they at now? Like they're they're really in an in, in advanced material at this point. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're really getting down into it, you know, like. I'm sure the first several episodes is just, you know, farting in the context of its inappropriateness. It's like, wouldn't it be funny if, um, you know, if if Ted Cruz uh, changed his name to Fart Cruz? I don't know. Something stupid. I, just things like that. And then it would I think it would be great if, if there was creative differences between the two hosts. <laughs> and one of them had to, like, splinter off to make his own fart cast. But he, he named it, it, he named it like... 
he just named it a fart sound, like an onomatopoeia. It'd be like P F P F P F T H L T H L T H P F P F P F T. Cast. That's the name of his fart cast. Yeah. And 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 they actually branch off into two different kind of realms of exploration of fart humor, and that's why they broke up. Right. Because they were having creative differences. But I think that they would probably. I mean, I'm hoping that after 500 episodes and they split up that those creative differences were actually something that evolved into a kind of a mutual respect situation where they're secretly listening to each other's fart casts and they're probably saying, you know what, he's making some good points. And they think about getting back together, but they realize, you know what, there aren't enough fart casts as it is. I'm not going to ruin the world experiencing this this wisdom. It would be like go, going to the John Lennon and Paul McCartney. <laughs> exactly. And people are like, you know what? This is brilliant. We're actually talking about something that every human being has in common with every other human being. We're talking about it in depth and we're enjoying it. But at the same time, we're showing the humanity in farting. And so I want to do that with vagina candle jokes. Vagina candles. I want to. I'm going to do 500 episodes about vagina candles, and yeah, first we're going to make jokes about Gwyneth Paltrow, and you know, and like, um, well, you're good at naming things, Joe. What would Katy Perry's fart or um, vagina candle be called? Mm. Fireworks. <laughs> Katy's Harry. I don't know something. <laughs> Katy's Harry. Oh, it's just dumb. Um. And the, but but you know so at first it would be funny but then by episode five hundred they're get like we're, they're getting in depth they're it's, they're bringing in science and history and philosophy and math and and like uh, astrology and and Scientology and um, right recipes like for Thanksgiving and there are the people are like you know what we got our fart cast is a genre now vagina candle cast is a genre now. What what else is there that everybody has that, that we don't well, the, do enough podcasts about? Here's the thing about JBC: we do talk about farts a lot, but our range is too wide because we also talk about dicks and fucking your mom. So we can't. We that's why we're not called the Fartcast, right? Because because we also talk about anal sex, yeah, and stuff like that. So. We're 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 like a seed. We're like. You know, we're the protoplasms that, what, six billion years ago, whatever, when Earth finally decided to get its shit together and create life, we're that, we're that plasma stuff, that proto-crap that it all came from. And we're, we're worthless. It's like we don't treat farts with enough respect. We don't treat vagina candles with enough respect. But really smart people can listen to us and go, that's, 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 they're onto something. Let's take this and run with it. Like, like I've told you the story many times of the time I was doing a high jump in, in high school and these guys came out and they saw me doing it and they go, oh, that's how you do it. And then they did it way better than me. They never would have done it if they hadn't seen me fucking it up, but now they're doing it and they're doing it better. And I, I started that. You, you hope, you hope to inspire people to, to take the topics that we have delved into so deeply and, and make exclusively exclusive topic podcasts yeah. off of them. Yeah. Now look, I saw something really stupid the other day. Okay. Very, very stupid. Movie theaters are closed, right? Yeah. 
the movie theater across the street from us is still selling popcorn and sodas. You can't watch a movie there, but they're still offering food. Sure. That's where they make most of their money anyway, I'm told. Yeah, but it just seems like... I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, the, the prices are already so high. Like, why would you... If you're not going in there to see a movie, there's no way that you would pay so much. I mean, you can barely get anything for a lot of money yeah. in a movie there. It's like $20 to, like, they'll dip a cotton ball in the soda pop and let you suck it for $15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like $5 to, to, like, listen to a Coke. <laughs> it's the button. <laughs> yeah, just listen yeah. to it. It's like okay. two fifty if you close your eyes and, and imagine a soda, and, yeah. the, and the person behind the counter spits in your mouth. It's, it's, there's, there are people who are probably like, I went to the movies today and I paid thirty eight dollars for uh, popcorn and a soda, and I didn't watch a movie. Aren't I cool? And they have friends who are like, yes. And I bet you those people never fart. Bet you they don't. And I don't mean in the sense that your wife does fart not that kind of not farting i mean they don't fart in the in the sense that they fart all the time they just won't they don't own it they don't they treat their farts like they treat their spleen they know there's something in there but they don't much know much about it and wouldn't wouldn't know it if they actually saw it anti-fartists water here to try and figure out what to scream anti-fartists fuck them Crap, Dustin!